cover the whole chapter, about the first half of it or so. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11. Well, Lord willing, we'll probably wrap up 1 Thessalonians 5 next week, and then we'll move into 2 Thessalonians. Last week we ended with a with a with a, a good reassuring passage, especially when we lose folks, that we have a hope and that Jesus has risen. That's our hope. And so we don't grieve when we lose people that we love in Christ. At least not 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 like those who have no hope, Paul says, but we know that Jesus is going to raise those from the dead that have passed on. And uh, one day those who are alive at Christ's coming will be caught up in the air together uh, with them. And that's the theme that we've kind of seen at the end of, of each chapter that we have in our Bible is, is the last verse or two uh, talks about the second coming. That's a pretty common theme we've seen throughout. Now, in our Bibles, we have chapters and verses. Those wouldn't have been in Paul's original letter. It would have just been one big letter, but but that theme kind of keeps presenting itself throughout the letter as we go through the second coming of the Lord. And so last week he talked about the dead in Christ rising and those who were left being caught up uh, with the Lord in the air. And with that in mind, we get into 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So let's pray, and then we'll look at these few verses. God, we come to you, and I thank you for your word. And I pray, God, that as we look at them tonight, that you would speak to us, that you would help me to have the words that you want us to hear, that your Holy Spirit would be be with us, dear Lord, to open our hearts and open our minds to hear from you, God, that you take away any distractions or worries of the world. But in these few minutes, we hear your word. And I pray, God, that you let us have a good night. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5.1 About the times and the seasons, brothers, you do not need anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. Now, when he talks about the times and seasons, it seems that he's speaking of the return of the Lord. That seems to be the context here, the day of the Lord. Now, sometimes when we see the term the day of the Lord, especially in the Old Testament, it's a day of judgment. Uh, But it appears as though, as best as I understand the text at least, that Paul is speaking of a future day of the Lord that's yet to come, the day of the Lord, a final day of the Lord. Uh, now, of course, this passage is interpreted different ways, and the phrase uh, day of the Lord among Christians is interpreted different ways. We're not going to break that down too much tonight, but we will talk about that more when we get into 2 Thessalonians. We'll, we'll see that, that, that phrase, the day of the Lord, come up again, and we'll, we'll look into some of those different, different thoughts on that at that point in time. But... Here he says, look, uh, you don't need to worry about these things to be written to you. We don't, we don't know when these things are going to occur, uh, but the day of the Lord is going to come like a thief in the night. It's going to come when you don't expect it. And so uh, as we continue on, it says, verse 3, when they say peace and security, then sudden destruction comes on them, like labor pains come on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in the dark for this, for this day to overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. Now, 
we see verse 3 here, when they say peace and security. So who is the they? Well, it just kind of jumps into the they there, but as we read this passage, we kind of begin to see the context. There's two different groups that's being spoken of. Those of the night, those of the darkness, and those of the light, that are the sons of the light, the sons of God. And so the they that are being spoken of here are those who are walking in darkness. And what do they say? They say peace and security. They think things are going well. They're not worried about anything. Everything's going good. They're not expecting anything. But what occurs when the day of the Lord comes like the thief in the night? What happens to those living in darkness? Well, it tells us sudden destruction comes on them like a labor pain comes on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. When the day of the Lord comes, the judgment of the Lord comes, and those who are walking in the darkness will not escape that day. Uh, just as a woman does not know when she's going to give birth. I mean, she knows birth is coming. The day is coming. But it could come early. It could come late. You don't know. One day you're going along about your business, and all of a sudden it's time. And that's what it's going to be for those uh, who, 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 I mean, for all of us as far as that goes, we're not going to know when the day should come, but the day will come. And for those who are not in Christ, it's not going to be a good day. It's going to be a day of destruction. But he says in verse 5, You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. Now, we see this idea of light and darkness uh, throughout the text in Paul's writings. In Ephesians, we see it. In Romans 13, we see it. The same type of language about light and dark. And so when we talk about the light, we're talking about the good. We're talking about God. When we talk about darkness, we're talking about uh, evil. And uh, we continue with that theme as we go through the rest of these verses here. Verse 6. So then, we must not sleep like the rest, but we must stay awake and be serious. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, we must be serious and put the armor of faith and love on our chest and put on a helmet of the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. And so the passage we looked at last week was very similar. It was a, it was a passage that was a word of encouragement to those who are in Christ. Hey, don't worry. If your loved ones have passed away and they died in faith in Christ, you have nothing to be concerned about. It's all going to be taken care of. So encourage one another with these words. Uh, God will raise them up when the time comes. And here we kind of shift gears to a different group, uh, those who have not put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And, and here we see what's going to happen. Well, they'll stand before God on the day of the Lord, on the day of judgment, and they will have to answer for their sins. Uh, but what, is, what does God call us to? He calls us to repent of our sins and to put our faith in Jesus Christ so that we can be forgiven of our sins. And so we don't want to be those who walk in the night. We don't want to be those who walk in the darkness. I mean, we all do before we come to Jesus Christ. But at some point in time in our life, we, we're exposed to the Word of God, to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the fact that we are sinners, and that is the light, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and once we see that light, we choose, okay, do I want to live in that light or do I want to continue to live in the darkness? So if we see the Word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, then let us be those who follow the light and are covered in light because once light enters in, darkness flees. 
but we have to allow the light to enter in. And so Paul offers some reassuring words here to those who are in the light. Hey, it's all right. You're going to be taken care of. But for those who are not in the light, those who are in the night, things are not good. And, and, and what does he say? Uh, he says in verse 7, For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk uh, are drunk at night. And so when we sin, I mean, oftentimes we do it in the darkness, right? I mean, oftentimes we hide. We don't want our sin to be visible. When we're doing something wrong and we know it's wrong, we go to a spot where it's not easily seen. We go into the shadows. And I'll venture to say that we have all done that at some point in time in our life. And perhaps there are still times that we are doing wrong and we hide or try to hide what we're doing. And we make and hide what we're doing from one another, but, but God sees. Even, even our little puppy, as, as wonderful as she is, when she's doing something wrong, you see her over in the corner, you know that she's doing something she's not supposed to do. You go over there, she's eating something she ain't supposed to be eating. And she knows not to get in front of us and do it. Even a little dog knows, hey, I'm doing wrong, let me go hide. And so we don't want to be those who sin and try to hide our sin. God calls us to confess our sin. He already knows it. Now, we could say that this verse is true in some sense, but in a you know, in a real sad sense, it's not true. That is, nowadays people don't care about hiding their sin. There are so many people who will flaunt their, their sin in the street in the daylight. And perhaps that's a, that's a sign of just how bad things are. I mean, at least if you're sinning and hiding it, at least you, you acknowledge that you're doing some wrong. But many people in our world today, they don't acknowledge, they don't think they're wrong. They want to they wanna sin in the street and they want you to applaud it. And so... That shows just how bad our, our country and our world, the shape that our world is in. But we don't want to be those who sin in the light or those who sin in the dark. We want to be those who know that we are sinners and confess our sins, that we are not those that when the day of the Lord comes, like a thief in the night, that we are caught off guard, but that we are prepared, that we know that, hey, a day of the Lord is coming. And we don't know when that day is, but until that day comes... Let us be those who walk in the light of Jesus Christ. And when that day comes, we won't have anything to fear. Even though it will come unexpected to us, we won't be caught uh, afraid on that day. We will rejoice on that day if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And what does Paul say in verse 11? He says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. That's good. That's a good positive thing. That's a, that's a good a good thing for Christians to remember, for a body of believers that come together. That's a good thing for us to remember. As we study God's Word and as we go through life together and we have our ups and downs, we need to be there for one another and we need to encourage one another with the goodness of God's Word, with the hope of God's Word, with the love of God, with the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, with the grace, with the mercy. All of these things we see in God's Word. Yeah, it, it, it preaches to us sometimes because it convicts us of things that we're doing wrong. But praise the Lord that we have His Word, that we read it, that the Holy Spirit does convict us so that we can repent of our sins and not walk in the darkness. So therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Do we do that as brothers and sisters in Christ? Do we encourage each other? I mean, hopefully we all love each other, but I don't think there's a thing wrong in the world with giving a word of encouragement to somebody. Especially if you know somebody's having a bad day, having a bad week. they got a lot of stress. Say, look, it's going to be okay. The Lord's going to be with you. He's going to get you through it. Man, words of encouragement 
are good. And you know it because you've gotten them before. And so let us be found faithful to give words of encouragement and build each other up and encourage each other because we all go through this journey of life and it's tough and we need that encouragement. And the good thing about what uh, Paul is saying here is he says, you're already doing this, so keep up the good work. And so let us be found faithful, walking in the light, encouraging one another, and let us keep up the good work. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for these good words. And dear Lord, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know when the day of the Lord will come. But dear Lord, we know that whenever the day comes, it will be the right time. But until that time, dear Lord, let us walk in the light. Until that time, dear Lord, let us read your word and try to understand it as best we can so that we can live by it, dear Lord. God, I pray that you would help us to confess our sins, not try to hide them. Dear Lord, you know them. And so, God, I pray that you help us to, 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 to get over the sinful desires that we have, to overcome those things by your power and your strength through Jesus Christ, dear Lord. God, I pray for this church that you would help us to build each other up. I thank you for this body of people, dear Lord. We got, a, we got a lot of folks in here, and dear Lord, we know you love us, and I think we all love each other, and so I pray that you bless us in the efforts that we, that we do to try, to try to build your kingdom, dear Lord, that you would just be with us, and I pray that you would help us to be an encouragement to one another. God, as your word, and Jesus Christ is an encouragement to us, and I ask these things in Jesus' name, amen.